Let's keep the college football conversation going and talk some NFL as well with our guy Mark Drumheller from Yahoo Sportsbook. Mark, how are you this evening? I'm doing great. Listen, it's it's a lot of fun. We got matching going on. We got big games coming up in the weekend. College football season's coming down the stretch, and we're finally at the point in the NFL where we really have a good idea who these teams are. You know, of course, until they surprise us on Sunday. That That is true, Mark. That is true. A lot of surprises. What a week it was last week in the NFL. I do want to start in college, though, with you. It's a huge week for the Pac-12 this week, and we know they don't get much love from the national media but this Why is really would we, though. Why would we? That, that's true. Well, you're the conference champions, according mm. to Bill Walton. But this is their week, right? You have UCLA and USC and Utah and Oregon. So break these two games down for me. Do you have any plays in either of the uh, in either of these games? I do. Stronger play on UCLA, and I really think that this is a situation where I I don't understand why the national media has been in love with USC all season. I went up and down their schedule this year. I couldn't find a game that they played that I left impressed. Like, let's be honest, right? You know, they, they squeak by Arizona by eight. You know, they left 35 points to Cal just a couple weeks ago. Of course, they dominated Colorado, but everybody dominates Colorado. And, you know, the run defense is atrocious. Zach Charbonnet could run for 300 yards if they give him the ball enough. Uh, Listen, not saying that UCLA has a great defense. This is going to be a ton of points in the Rose Bowl, but I just can't trust this USC team. I think that, you know, losing Travis Dye is going to have a huge impact on that team. I mean, he's the leader of that offense, you know, really does a lot for them offensively. That offense, you know, as much as people talk about Caleb Williams, really starts with the running game. And I think, you know, they're really going to miss him in this matchup. I think it's going to be a lot of points. It's going to come down to, you know, who scores the most. But I just don't see how USC stops UCLA in this game. And they really haven't shown me the ability to kind of, you know, really have that marquee signature win this year. So I'm going to go with the home team here with the Bruins. Wow. Let's talk about this Boston College-Notre Dame matchup. Notre Dame I'm not sure that they should be favored by three touchdowns to anyone. They are at the crib, taking on Boston College. Total 44 in this one in terms of the total. What do you think? Like, is this line too big for you, or or would you lay it with Notre Dame? It feels it. I mean, it feels it. But Boston College, just such a tough year with injuries, completely banged up. We don't know what kind of motivation we're going to get from a team like that at this point of the season, right? And we know Notre Dame – you know, has, you know, shown the the willingness to, to finish the season strong. They're getting more momentum each week. So um, I think, you know, we see a really inspired Notre Dame team. I You know, I might lean to the under, if anything. I don't know how much Boston College is going to be able to score in this matchup. Um, but, you know, it's a team like Notre Dame, just the way they're built without any explosive playmakers on the outside. Of course, you know, they have the tight end mayor, but, you know, the wide outs really, you know, that's not the type of game that they want to play. So it makes you feel like you were going to see the clock running a lot, you know, probably, you know, a low scoring game here. So I would lean to the under. You never want to lay three touchdowns in in that type of game script when you know it's going to be a lower scoring game. You know, 21 points is, is a lot to lay. Um, even with a team like Notre Dame against the beat-up Boston College team. So if I if I had to play this one, I would probably look to the under. Yeah, that's well said. And also Notre Dame obviously is USC next week, so maybe a look ahead for the Irish. That's a tough one. What about Bedlam, Mark? You look at Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, Sooners favored by 7.5. You know, this Sooners team, when they're laying big numbers, just has not been good this season. It's a rivalry game. Oklahoma State really has been on the decline here the last couple weeks. 
dealing with injuries. Spencer Sanders been banged up. What do you make of this game in uh, in Bedlam? Yeah, I mean, we got two defenses that don't stop anybody, right? So I think we're going to see a lot of points in this one. Um, listen, the odds makers know what they're doing. Like, that seven and a half is a real good number because, like, anything under seven, I'll probably just say lay it with Oklahoma because, again, you know, not sure. Like, the wind really came out of the sails of Oklahoma State, but Gundy has the reputation. Like, not undefeated this year, took an L, but really plays well as an underdog and him getting seven and a half in a rivalry matchup like this against Oklahoma. Very tempting, uh, especially with Oklahoma's defense, you know, really not able to, to get stops when they need to. You know, they lost to West Virginia of all teams last week, and it's just been, you know, a terrible season for them that I think, you know, internally they're probably looking forward to turning the page a little bit. You know, they'll never admit it, but, you know, I'm sure Oklahoma fans are looking to the future as this season was pretty much of a wash. So, um, you know, I, I as crazy as it sounds, I might lean with the Cowboys getting the seven and a hook, but, you know, if enough people do it and that number drops down under seven, I'd probably play the other side with Oklahoma. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. You want to go to the NFL and just kind of talk about some of these games, Mark? I kind of am done with that. I, I'm curious about your take on the Packers. Obviously, get a huge win in overtime against Dallas, my team. But it was pretty fortuitous given the fact that it did happen in overtime and, da- and Dak turned the ball over a couple of t- uh, times. Now you get the Tennessee Titans. They're a three-point dog uh, in uh, Green Bay, total 41 What do you think about this total specifically? Because Green Bay's offense outside of last week has been just absolute garbage. Yeah, football weather, right? So it's football weather. It's going to be Lambeau Field. It's going to be cold. It's going to be a little windy. You know, it's not, I think it's supposed to be like 10, 15 mile prior winds, if I'm not mistaken. Obviously, that can all change. But, you know, we have two teams that, that really need to run the ball in this matchup. Like we saw Green Bay last week against Dallas. You know, the only reason the offense was able to put up some points is because Aaron Jones was able to get the ground game going. And, um, you know, you know, Tennessee, that's what they're going to want to do, especially in a windy game. You got Tannehill, you know, coming off injury with a bad ankle you know they're just going to line up and give it to king henry and you know see what he can do and he's going to get yards against this packers defense i want to say they're 28th against the rush um in success rate so you know not real good but i you know it it's um i would play the under here the side's pretty tough because you know vrabel's an underdog all he's done is cash tickets you know tennessee's covered their last seven games yep. um last season there were six and two as an underdog and you know last two years going back the last two years you know, Tennessee is eight and four as an underdog straight up. So, you know, eight and four on the money line is an underdog. So tough to, to bet against Rabel here. But I, I do think Green Bay might be the side, but I like the under probably a little bit better. Yeah, yeah same. I think both of those are good looks as well. Mark, your Eagles finally suffered their first loss of the season. A tough one on Monday night against Washington. The look ahead line was eight and a half against the Colts. And now that the Colts won against Vegas, and the Eagles lost. It's six and a half. It's under the key number of seven. Eagles are one of my favorite plays of the week. Coming off a home loss, short week, bouncing back on the road against a Colts team that I think is a really good matchup for them. As someone who's a fan of the team, who follows them closely, what are your thoughts on Eagles-Colts this week? Yeah, I'm with you, PJ. I think it's big bounce back for the Eagles. And it's not just because they're coming off the loss, um, but I, I think they're going to make adjustments. I Some people look at it and they say, oh, well, Colts are going to run Jonathan Taylor every play and go right down the field like Washington did. But, you know, football is a game of chess. And, you know, you saw the Eagles go out and they got Linville Joseph. You know, and, and what a lot of people don't realize is in that game against Washington, 
you know, they dress less defensive linemen than they use, usually do. Fletcher Cox had to play 70 snaps, a career high. So I think they acknowledge that mistake. You know, they're kind of getting more depth in there so they can rotate those pieces in. And I think they're going to have a little more success. And, you know, with Matt Ryan having to drop back to pass, that's not going to work against the Eagles. You know, one of the best pass rushes um, in the NFL. And the Colts allow the, uh, the most sacks in the league actually tied with Chicago at 36. So, um, you know, I don't think that, they're just going to be able to rely on Jonathan Taylor in this matchup. I, I think Philadelphia is going to be able to do enough offensively to get points on the board. Um, and I think, you know, getting it under the key number of seven is a buy for me with Philadelphia. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Uh, obviously, there's going to be a lot of weather in this Browns-Bills game. A minus eight for the Bills. Uh, obviously, Josh Allen's still dealing with the injury to his UCL. Yeah, UCL. 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 Dr. Crick. (laughs) Dr. Crick. Uh, And Jacoby Brissett, I saw today, was sharing first team reps with Deshaun Watson. Not saying that that's like super meaningful, but that's definitely interesting in just terms of like how much preparation he's splitting with someone who's not going to play on Sunday. The total 41 and a half, probably going to see a a snowstorm. What are your thoughts just on this matchup, considering so much weather is going to be at play? Yeah, a couple feet of snow. It could be in Buffalo, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty crazy game to watch. Really tough to handicap when you get that kind of weather, but I would not be surprised if this total plummeted. Uh, you know, as we get closer to game day, um, when I look at these two teams, like I, I know people see Nick Chubb and they're like, okay, the Browns can hand the ball off, and that gives them advantage in this type of weather. But I'm not sure. Like the Browns' defense, you know, they can't stop anything, and you know, I think the Bills are a little bit used to this weather. I think they'll be able to score they played in plenty of close uh plenty of cold weather games so i don't think they're going to have a problem uh you know putting up points on the board if there's a ton of wind obviously they're not going to be throwing the ball around but you can run the ball on cleveland pretty easily so i don't know if you'll see this number like plummet down under seven or anything i think it's going to stay above the key number seven with buffalo and i think it's probably warranted i think you know when you look at buffalo's pass rush you know if the browns you know aren't having success they're loading the box and they're they're going to be plays where they have to pass i think you could see them you know create a bunch of turnovers there with cleveland cleveland's just a team that defensively is so bad um against a a team that's so much more talented like buffalo it's kind of hard to take them with the points here yeah yeah and the weather obviously going to play a big factor Factor. Want to get your thoughts, Mark, on Dallas and Minnesota, the game of the week. The Vikings now 8-1 and one after that thriller against the Bills. Cowboys coming off a tough loss against Green Bay. Cowboys are my favorite play of the week. I love them in this spot. Bounce back to 425 games, so you have to like that when you're fading Kirk Cousins. What are your thoughts in this game? Got about a minute and a half left. Yeah, a bit back and forth because I think we got to be careful. Like we look at the spread and we realize, listen, Dallas, you know, obviously the more talented team, you know, people are like, hey, Minnesota is eight and one. But it's just really hard for me to back them. We can talk about Kirk Cousins and how he plays at four o'clock. But, you know, Mike McCarthy blows games at one o'clock, four o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock. It doesn't matter. I mean, there were 195 and oh, I had money on Dallas last week and watched them blow that lead against Green Bay. So um, I can't I can't really confidently back them because I feel like it's going to be a close competitive game. And when it comes down to the fourth quarter, much more confident in Kevin O'Connell doing the right thing. We saw Kirk Cousins, you know, Dallas's biggest strength is the pass rush. We saw him hang in there pretty good against a tough pass rush against Buffalo. So I think people might be shortchanging Minnesota a little bit here. I haven't bet it, but if I were, I'd probably lean to the Vikings. Um, I think Dallas getting a little bit too much credit. 
you know, you really have to look at, you know, can these teams win games when it really gets down to the end? Mark, what's your favorite prop uh, this week? And we have about a minute. Well, it's a tough one. I haven't really looked at the prop market a ton. Um, you know, I would I, I would probably pick some of these weather games, like maybe tomorrow night, um, an anytime touchdown with Christian Watson. He's obviously eight targets last week. He's Aaron Rodgers' new guy. And we know how Aaron Rodgers gets when he builds trust with his receivers. So um, I would probably look towards Christian Watson props. I, I think that could be pretty profitable because he's going to be his guy coming down the stretch now. Yeah, nice. three touchdowns last week, so that's a good look there, Mark. We always appreciate the time. Good luck to you this weekend, and enjoy all the games. Good luck, Mark. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, anytime. Mark Drumheller from Yahoo Sportsbook, one of our favorites, kind enough to join us.